Shas Illuminated presents the following shir by Rabbi Avraham Shur. Meseches Psachim has been dedicated to Eli Nishmas Ribzev ben Yehuda. Psachim Davchov. The Gemara is focused on the Mishnah that was brought down in Dafyud Tes, in which we're told that if you find a machat inside Basar Kodesh, you shechted a behema, and inside you found a machat which you know to have been Tomei. So the Basar is Tomei. And the Gemara now is asking, how was the Basar Huchshel Kabal Tumah? In order for it to be Kabal Tumah, has to have Hechshir. And how was it Huchshir? If it was Niskashir Badam, so we know that Dam Kodshim is not Machshir. Because it says, only Dam that's Nishpach, Kemayim could be Machshir. The Gemara says, the Mashk Basement Bechaya is also Dachin. We know that it's not Machshir Kabal Tumah either. So the Gemara was Mechadish, maybe it was Iskasha B'chibas HaKodesh. And the Gemara says, well, we don't know that Chibas HaKodesh helps to do more than just allow it to become Pasal. And here it says that it's Tomei. Tomei is a greater level of Tomei. It could even be Metame others. So the Gemara's final Teretz is that we're talking about where the para was brought through a Nahar while it was still alive. And since you brought it through the Nahar, it became wet. And that uh, moisture was on the animal even after you finished the avoidus, even after shechita, and therefore the hechsher is there, machmas the water that was on it from the nahar. Rashi is bothered by the following question. Rashi says that why did the Gemara have this problem with simply the Mishnah that says that that Basar could become tummy from a machat? Every Basar Kodesh, we know there's a Pasuk. It says, There's a special Pasuk saying that when Basar of Kodesh touches something that's Tomei, that Basar becomes Pasal to eat. So therefore, it's clear that it's possible for Basar Kodesh to be Makabal Tumah. So just like the Gemara asked on the Mishnah, the Gemara could have asked on the Pasuk as well. How did the Basar become Hukshel Kabal Tumah? Rashi answers, that the question is not a question of the Pasuk. Because Rashi says it's Pshita in the Pasuk, the Ika Tuva. There are plenty of cases where the Basar could have been Hukshul Kabal For example, Rashi says, Basar Shal Shlomim is Nechal B'chol Ha'ir, Ulchol Adam. You don't have to eat the Basar of Shlomim, Dafka in Nazari. You could even eat it in the entire Yerushalayim. Therefore, says Rashi, there are plenty of cases where the basar could become hukshir. Because visham you cook it, you put it in water. There's plenty of opportunities to be machshir, uh, the basar outside the azara. The whole question our Gemara had was because we know that it's happening in the azara dafka. And in the azara, what type of hukshir do you have? The mashkin shal basement b'chaye is dachin. So the Pella in this Rashi is that there's a Gemara in Chulin Daflamid Vavma Beis where the Gemara actually does ask the question on the Pasuk itself. And the Gemara's Maskona there is the same exact Maskona as our Gemara, namely that you, the case of Heksher was that you took the animal and were Maviroi Benachal and therefore it was wet at the time that the Shechita was finished. So it's clear from the Gemara and Chulin, the exact opposite. It's clear that it's possible only through this Hechatimtza, putting it through a Nachal. But Rashi's suggestion, the Gemara was not willing to accept. So then aside from the fact that Rashi doesn't even mention that there's a Gemara that does ask the Kasha on the Pasuk itself, and Rashi asks Gila why it's not possible to ask on the Pasuk, 
Aside from that, the Gemara says that even when asking for the Pasuk, we need to bring in the case of Hevir ben And it's not okay to use Rashi's case of being machshirit in Yerushalayim. So before we answer our Kasha and Rashi, let's first bring the words of the Ktsois HaChoshin in Simen Tov Vav, where the Ktsois explains why the Gemara in Chulin did not want to learn like Rashi. The Ktsois does not come to be Miyashiv Rashi himself, but the Ktsois does explain why it is that the Gemara in Chulin felt that Rashi's suggestion of being Machshir the Basar inside Yerushalayim is not a valid suggestion. The Ktsois says a very interesting thing. He says that the Shita Sarambam is that Hechshel Kabotoma is something that requires the Nichusa, the consent of the Bailem, at the time that the mashke is going on the oichel. Meaning, most Rishonim hold that all you need is that the, a person had rotten for the mashke to be nekar from wherever it was coming. And the rotten is something that you do need, but it's not rotten that you need dafka at the time that it's going on the peris, or the oichel that's being hukshir. The Ramam Shita is that no matter what, you need to have the consent of the bailim. He brings the Kesef Mishnah who says that that halacha, that you need the consent of the Bailam, is based on the principle that ein odom oiser dover she'ena shaloi. We know that I cannot be mechel dinim on somebody else's chefzeh. And since I cannot answer his thing, I can't be mechel dinim on something that belongs to him. So too, since you need the nichus of the Bailam, you need the consent of the Bailam, you need the das of the Bailam, and the rotzen of the Bailam, that it should go on to his parents. When I am machsher his parents, I cannot go with my own nichus, with my own rotzen, and be machsher his thing, if that's true, the Ktsois asks a very simple question. How is it possible ever to have Heksher by Kodshim? Kodshim does not belong to the Bailam. It belongs to, to Gavoya. It belongs to Hashem. It doesn't belong to me. So how do I have the ability to be Machsher, anything that's Kodshim, to be Makabal Tumah? Answers the Ktsois that since the sheet of Rabbi Yoisi, Haglili, is that Kodshim Kalim is Mom and Bailam, you could say that in that case, in a case where you're Machshir, Kodshim Kalim, L'Kabal Tumah, since it's Mom and Bailam, but belongs to the owner, you therefore could be Machshirit with your own Das. However, that is only true until you do the Dalit Avoidus of the Karban. But once you finish the Seder Avoidus, you do the Shechita, Kabbalah, Halacha, and Zrika, so the Dalit Avoidus are finished, now, the fact that you could eat the basar of the carbon, the kachim kalim, is not because it belongs to you. Fakert, he says that there's a Gemara. The Gemara in Kedushan, Daphne Bezim Abbez says, HaMekadesh Bechelkai, somebody who's Mekadesh in Isha, using his chalik of kachim, ain't a Mekudeshes. That Isha is not Mekudeshes. And the Gemara says over there, HaMekadesh Bechelkai is ain't a Mekudeshes. It sounds like this Brisa holds not like Rabbi Yisai who says that Kachim Kalim is Mom and Bailam. Because if you hold it's Mom and Bailam, why shouldn't you be able to be Makadish and Isha with it? Answers the Gemara that even Rabbi Yisai agrees that at the time that you want to be Makadisher, in other words, you got your Chalik already, so the Avoyas were finished, then it's Mishulchan Kavoya Kazachi. Mishulchan Kavoya Kazachi means that it really does not belong to you, and the one who it belongs to is Hashem. It's just that He allows you to, so to speak, eat on his table, Mishulchan Gavoya Kazachi, and therefore says the Ktsois that the Shita of Rabbi Yisai Glili 
is that up until you finish the Dalit Avodis, it's Mom and Bailam. But after the Dalit Avodis are over, it is no longer Mom and Bailam. And therefore, the Gemara and Chulin held that it's no option to say like Rashi that the Heksher that took place was because it was in Yerushalayim and you put Mashkin on it, you cooked it. Because it's impossible at that stage, which is what we're talking about, during Yerushalayim, that means that it was already after the Dalar Avodis, and you were Zoich already in the carbon. At that stage, it's already impossible for the Bailam to be Makdashit, because it no longer belongs to him. It belongs to Gavoya, and for him to be Makdashit, Lekabal Tumah, would be impossible since Ein Adam Oyser, Dover She'ena Shaloi. Now, the words of the Ktsois are built on three Hanachas. Number one, the fact that the Ktsois assumes that we can apply the principle of Ein Adam Oyser Dover is something that is not 100% poshit. There is a Rabbi Kiveger, which can be found in the Hashmotis to the Hagoyis of Rabbi Kiveger on Shulchan Aruch in Arachayim Simen Reishon and Gimel. There, in Simen Reishon and Gimel, what's being discussed is the idea of Chazara. A person takes a pot off the fire, he could return it to the fire on Shabbos, as long as he has das to return it, or at least he didn't have a das not to return it onto the fire, he can then go and put it back. It was, he was holding it and wasn't Messiah das from it. Of course, we're talking about dafka, returning it to a fire that's grufo ktuma. In modern days, that would be, let's say, a blech on top of the fire. You can't return it, of course, on an open flame. But if the kiru is grufo ktuma, the, they had either uh, a, a cover or he was goyrif, he took out the gecholim. You're allowed to put it back, you're allowed to do what's called chazara, provided that you have the tenoi chazara. You have to have mind to put it back and not have put it on the kaka, you've been holding it in your hand the entire time. The question Kveger asks over there is, what happens if Ruvain removes Shimon's pot from the fire and Ruvain had das not to return it to the fire? So does the das that Ruvain had affect Shimon in any way? Do we say that he that he makes it usher, or do we say Ein Adam Oyser Dover She'ena Shaloi? That's Rukveger's Shailul Halacha. Rukveger establishes that there are essentially three categories, and he sets it up in the following manner. He says when you have something that all that creates the iser is a ma'aser l'moshel. I go and take a piece of chalev and mix it into my friend's chalant. There, nobody holds that you have the principle of Ein Adam Oyser Dovrish Ein for a very simple reason. Because over there, what answers the chalant is the piece of chalev, not me. Ein Adam Oyser Dovrish Ein is when I'm in the driver's seat and you need me to create the iser. Over there, I was just bringing the chalev into the pot, but what answers the pot is the chalev. Therefore, that's a case in which everybody is in agreement that we say Adam Oyser Dovrish Ein on the other side of the spectrum, we have a case where it's only dependent on the machshava of the oise, and that's the case where a person is he makes it into a avodizara. Since it's all my machshava that I am being over the avodizara when I bow down to the animal, therefore we have the principle lukuleyam. Everybody agrees that we say ein adam oiser because I am the operative. I am the one who is doing it. I am the one who is creating the iser. And I cannot create an Isser on my friend's property. Kveger says, though, that there's a middle category. Not a case where it's only a Maisa. And not a case where it's only Machshava. Rather, a case where you have both. 
The case that Rukhivega discusses is where somebody is maimed a gefen, a vine of grapes, onto the kamas chaveri, onto his friend's wheat. We know that that creates kalayim. And the halacha is that Rabbi Yochan Rishlokish Paskin that ain Adam Oyser Dover Sheinishloi. I cannot go and aser somebody else's wheat using my gefen. Toisvis in Yuvamis and Pei Gimel ask that why is that case any different than a person who takes a piece of chalev and mixes it into his friend's chont? Over there, he's doing a, a maisa which is not subject to the rule of Ein Adam Oyser Dover Sheinishloi. And Mashenkin, when he does the maisa of placing his geffen on top of somebody else's wheat, we say that there is a problem of Ein Adam Oyser Dover Sheinishloi. What is the pshat in that difference? So, Toysvis answers that we don't say the principle of Ein Adam Oyser Dover Shein Shaloi when it's strictly a Maise. But in the case of Kalayim, we know that not only do you need to do the act of placing the Gefen on top of somebody's wheat, you also need to have Nichusa. You also have to have consent of the Bailam. That's one of the Tanoim of the Alocha of Kalayim. Rebkeveger then brings a Rash in Perek Zayin of Meseches Kalayim, who asks one very strong question on this theory, and that is that we know that the halacha is that if a hoisa melacha, the paras chaveri, a person takes his friend's paraduma and does melacha with it, the halacha is that he's pater bedini adam, he doesn't have to pay him, because he's not chayib monetarily since he was a hedus kshen and nikr, but he's chayib bedini shemayim because he caused him damage. Wait a minute, says the rash, how did he cause him any damage? Oh, must be that he assered it. If he didn't asser it, it didn't become possible, then it wouldn't have been considered damage, you wouldn't even be chayim bedini shemayim. Elamai, I'm capable of assering somebody else's para. Now we know that the halacha by para aduma is also that you have to have the consent of the bailim, and we don't say that they become puzzle just because somebody decided to do malacha with it. For says the Rash that we see that there's a case when you have the tziruf, the combination of the two factors, the person's maise and the rotzen, the nichusa, when you have the two factors together, you do have the ability to aser. So we have machloikis, the way Rabbi Kivega presents it, there's machloikis between Toysvis and Yevamis and the Rash in Kalayim as to whether when you have the two ingredients, Maisa and Machshava, is it subject to the rule of Ein Adam like things that are totally dependent on, my, on Machshava? Or is it not subject to the rules of Ein Adam like the category of a Maisa, like mixing Chelev to somebody else's child? Therefore, says Rabbi Kivega that in the case where you removed somebody else's path, from on top of a fire that was Grufo Ktuma, and you want to put it back, but you had Das not to put it back, so your Das is being oyster somebody else's thing. You have to have both the Maisa of removing it, and also the Das not to put it back. Says Rebbe this would also be totally on the Machleik Zvishanim that we mentioned, whether you say, when you have Maisa and Machshava together. Now I believe that the same discussion would be applicable to our Gemara. Because when you deal with Heksher, Lekabal Tumah, we all know that Keyitan Mayim, it's written, a Lushen of Yitain, but you read it Yutan. And that comes to show us that it has to be Lerotzen. As the Gemara says that in a number of places. And therefore, the you have to have both ingredients. You have to have the Maisa of placing the Mayim onto the Oichel, and you also have to have the Nihusa, the consent, the Rotsen of the Bailam, that it should become Hukshal Kabal So here you have another case where you need two things, and therefore it should be dependent on the Machloikas Rishanim we just mentioned. 
The Ktsois is making the assumption we do apply the principle of Ein Adam Oyser Dovash Ein Shaloi. Chloik is between Toistis and the Rash may be dependent on the question as to whether the main thing that's creating the Iser is the Maisa. It's just there's a Tanai that you have to have consent. Or the opposite is true, that the main thing that's answering is the consent, and you just have the Maisa as a Tanai. Because we know that Eina the Moisa Dovashena Shaloi, when it's the Maisa itself that's answering, we don't say Eina the Moisa Dovashena Shaloi. Mashenkin, if what is creating this, or what's generating the Isser, is really the Nechusa, so then you do have the principle of Eina the Moisa Dovashena Shaloi. Another Hezbollah in the Machloikis may be that even if you say that the main thing that's answering is the Maisa, and you need Nechusa as a Tanai, you can declare if Nechusa is a Tanai in the Asiya or in the Chalois. In the Asiya, meaning that what Asr is it, or what's Machshir, is the act. But the act has a Tanai, that that act has to be done with a certain mindset. And therefore it's a halacha in the Oise, not in the Bailam. It's a halacha in whoever does the act. Masha'enkein, if, if the din of Nichusa is a din in the Chalois, that the Torah says that you can only have the Tumah, or the Hechshel Kabul Tumah, when the Bailam is in agreement, when the Bailam wants it, so it's a din in the Chalois, then it doesn't make a difference that the Oise has the Nichusa, and you still have the problem of Ein Adam Oiser, Dover She'en Shaloi. In any case, this is Hanukkah number one that the Ktsois is built on. Hanukkah number two is that even if we say that the din of Hechshel Kabul Tumah is subject to the rule of Ein Adam Oiser, Dover She'en Shaloi, however, the Ktsois is making the assumption that Hektish is called a Dover She'en Shaloi. Now that also may not be so simple. Chaim Oiser in Simen Aleph, Sif Gimel, makes the assumption that when it comes to hektish, there is no chsarn of Ein Adam Oyser Dover She'en Shaloi. The oimik of the Shaila, as to whether we say this klal, Ligabe hektish or not, may be that you can declare, if the din of Ein Adam Oyser Dover She'en Shaloi is because I don't have the bailus, it's I'm lacking the bailus in order to create Isurim, because in order to give dinim to something, you have to have a certain level of bailus. If that's the case, then even by Hektish you say the Klal, because Hektish doesn't belong to me, I don't have the Bailus. But it could be that the din of Ein Adam Oyser, Dovash Ein Shaloi, is a halacha that I cannot affect somebody else who is the Bailam. Since I'm giving him dinim, I'm maasering him, I'm giving him dinim, love kol kemine, I don't have the right to create dinim for him. Now, if that's the case, then when it comes to Gavaya, when it belongs to Hektish, I'm not being Mechel dinim, Anakarish Baruchu, and therefore there is no Chsarn of Ein Adam Oyser, Dovash Ein Shaloi. So the Ksais is obviously making the assumption that the halach of Ein Adam Oyser, Dover Shein Shaloi, is true also Legabe Hektish. That's Hanukkah number two. Hanukkah number three that the Ksais is making is that even if we'll assume that you do have the din Legabe Hektish, because Hektish doesn't belong to you, but the person who's in charge of that Hektish, it could be, doesn't have the chsarn of Ein Adam Oyser, Dover Shein Shaloi. Because the level of bilas that you need is the level of control. The Chazoin Ish in Machshir and Simen Aleph Sibkot and Yudbeis assumes that the Gizbar of Hektish, although he's not the real owner of the Hektish, he cannot be Makadish in Isha with the moment of Hektish, but he is enough in control of the Hektish that his Nichuse is going to make the difference. And he says that with regards to an Apotropis of the Nichse Yisoyimim also. Since they are the ones who are in control of the Nechosim, so any Dinim like Nichusa would be dependent on the Apotropis. That being the case, when it comes to Kachim Kalim, which is Mom and Bailim, 
even after the stage when it becomes Mishokhin Gavoya, it belongs to Hashem, and the person is eating it, but the one who's in control of the Kachim is the Bailam. So therefore, Legabi, the Din of Heksher, we can say that the Bailam would be able to affect the, the Hektish, even though it doesn't belong to them on the level of being Mekadish and Isha. The stipler in Bab-Metziasim and Lamid actually takes this a step further and says, based on a Raya from a Gemara in Kresis, Dafyud Gimel, that you do not need to be a complete Bailam in order to affect the din of Rotzin, the din of Hechshel Kabal because the Gemara over there says that if you have a tipa of cholov, a drop of milk, that a tinoik, when he's yoinik from his mother, he is happy that there is a small drop left so that the mother's dad remains moist so that it makes it easier for him to nurse from her. And the Gemara says that because it's nichalei to the tinoik, the tinoik is happy with the fact that that tipa of cholov is there, Therefore, the tipa is capable of being machsha oichl in the kabotuma because you have the nichale. So, says the stipler, I mean, there's no bailus that the baby has. Nobody was magnet to him. He doesn't have bailus on the level that we were talking about before you can be makanish in Isha. However, since this is shayach to him, the mashke is something that's negeah him, therefore, he's the one whose nichusa makes a difference. So that's even more of a chiddish than the chazanish who says that it's dependent on who's actually in control of it, who has rights to be in control of it. According to the stipler, uh, kol shekain, uh, when it comes to kachim kalim, that the bailim is shayach to it, it's the one, they're the ones that are supposed to eat it, definitely they are the ones whose nichusa will make a difference. So the ktsois is obviously assuming even this is not true, that the din of einadam oiser davr she'en shaloi is fully negeya dine hektish, and not only is negeya dine hektish, but even the person who's shayach to it, even the person who's control uh, of the hektish is not capable of affecting it through his rotsin, because einadam oiser so those are the three levels of Chiddush that the Tzoyis obviously maintains. And we see that the Achorinim don't necessarily accept every level of Chiddush that the Tzoyis is Mechadish. Now, let's go back to the Rashi that we started with. Rashi, we said, seems to ignore a Gemara in Chulin. Because the Gemara in Chulin actually asks the question that our Gemara asks that how do you have Herschel Kabal Tumah? The Gemara even asks the question on the Pusik itself, how does the Torah expect Kachim to become Tumah if there was no Herschel? Rashi in our Gemara said that the Gemara was not bothered by that question when it comes to the Pusik, because the Pusik you could be Mukim, you could say is talking about in Yerushalayim. So we said that the Ketzoyz explains that the Gemara in Chulin understands that the Eitzah that Rashi gives is not an Eitzah, because in Yerushalayim, if you're trying to be Machsherit, you cannot do that. Because at that point it's already subject to the rule of the Pnei Yeshua actually says that when Rashi says in our Gemara that the Gemara was not interested in asking the question on the Pasuk, Rashi didn't mean that it's impossible to ask the question on the Pasuk. Rashi knows about the Gemara in Chulin that does ask the question on the Pasuk. Rather, Rashi just means that our Bala Gemara didn't feel comfortable asking the question on the Pasuk because our Bala Gemara felt that you could talk about Hechsher in Yerushalayim. So it's clear that what the Pnei Yeshua is saying is that there's a Machleikas Asugis because because according to the, what we see in the Gemara and Chulin, it's obviously impossible to find any other way for it to become Hukshar other than this case where you're passing it through the water. And uh, saying that in Yerushalayim you'll be Machshar, we saw that the Gemara is not willing to say that. And that's probably because of what the Ketzai says. So there's a Machleg Zasugis. What is the Machleg dependent on? We mentioned in our first Chiddush that we said the Ketzai is being Machadish, that there is a question as to whether when you have a Maisa and a Machshava together, like by Heksher, do we say that you have the Klal of Eino Adam Oyser Dabr Shaloi? 
the source for that din, we said that Toysfis and Yavomis Beis says that the source for that halacha is Rabbi Yochan and Rishlokish who say that Legabi Kilayim, you don't have the ability to answer somebody else's thing because ain't other Moisa Dovash ain't Shaloi, even though you could through a Maisa answer somebody else's thing, but by Kilayim you need the Nichusa, you need the Ratzin of the Bailam. Who is the Balha Gemara? that the Gemara is trying to explain in Chulun Daflamid Vav, it's Reish Lakish. Now Reish Lakish's shita we just said, is that we do have the principle of Einad of Oyser, Dovash and Shaloi, even by things that involve both a Maisa and a Machshava. So that's why it makes sense that the sugi over there asks the question on the Pasuk itself. The sugi over there doesn't have the option of saying that the Pasuk is talking about in Yerushalayim. However, Rashi is just saying that our sugi clearly only asked the question on the Mishnah. And the Gemara did not ask the question on the Pasuk. That means that the Gemara felt comfortable with the Pasuk because the Pasuk, you could say, is talking about in Yerushalayim. Our Gemara must hold, not like Rish Lakish, doesn't hold that there's a problem of Eino Dabo Yisadav Shaloi. That could be the Hezber and the Rashi. Of course, the Gemara in Chulin, aside from saying that the Gemara has to be going and the Gemara clearly holds that there is a problem of by things that involved a Maisa and a Machshava. We also have to say that the Gemara over there believes that by Kodshim, by Hektish, you do say the problem of and even the person who's in charge of the Hektish, that means that the Gemara over there holds like the Ksois fully, both in terms of Chiddush number one, that the, when you have a Maisa and a Machshava together, you say, and also Chiddush number two, that by Hektish, you say, even though it's not another person that you're creating Yisurim on, and the, the Chiddush number three, like we said, even the person who it's Shaykh to, or is, or is in control of the Hektish. So that, that Gemara clearly holds all three Chiddushim of the Ktsois. In term, and of course, the Lushitasi is that Rish Lakish is the Bala Gemara over there. The Gemara in Psachim, you have a choice. You, it could be that the Gemara disagrees with any one of these Chiddushim. In other words, if the Gemara were to hold that it's true that when it comes to a Maisa and a Machshava, you have the concern of but when it comes to hektish, there is no problem, like we said, based on Rabchaim Oizer, or you could say, based on the Chazanish's Chiddush, that, and the stifler, that when you have control or Shaykh to the person, you don't have the concern of In any case, we've been the Yashiv, the Rashi, who explains our Gemara and seems to go differently than the Gemara in Chulim, because the, he knows there's Machlech Zasugis, as the Pnei Yeshua explains, and the Machlech is totally on one of these Shaykh. When the Gemara says Lamaskana that we're talking about a parashal shlomim, that you were Mavir Binohar, you passed it through a river, and then shechted it afterwards, and it has mashke on it, and that's how it's Hukshali Kabotoma, Rashi explains why does the Gemara need to say that we're talking about a parashal shlomim. Rashi says, Lahachi nakat parashal zivchi shlomim, lifisha oir vaha basar lobailam. By a shlomim, the oir and the basar belongs to the owner. Umis asik, liyapa isha oir vaha basar. The Bailam are therefore involved in being miyapa and making better the Ur and the Basar. Umavira bin Nahar, the The Bailam passes it through a river close to the Shechita so that it should have moisture. Umashkinoisa. He gives it to drink. Rashi explains that the reason why you're mashke, the animal, is that it should be easy to take off the, the Ur, the skin, so that the Bailam can be nana from that skin. Because by a Shlomim, the skin goes to the Bailam. That is Shittas Rashi. 
There is a shita of the Rif and the Rambam that's also brought down at the end of Meseches Beitzah, that really the reason why we're mashke an animal, the reason why they used to give it to drink before shechita, is because of chashash sirchis, because of treifa. We're, we're worried that the animal is going to be a treifa, and therefore it helps that before the shechita you give it to drink. So the Tzlach asks in our sugya on the Rif and the Rambam, why is it that the Gemara, according to them, has to say, Dafka carbon shlomim, that you are mavir bin nohar? Even by other carbonists, you have to be mishtadel that it shouldn't become a treifa, and therefore the best thing is to give it as much moisture as you can because of chashash sirchis. So the slach leaves that as a tzarchin, he has a problem understanding how the Rambam and the Rif deal with our, our Gemara. How do they answer Rashi's question as to why the Gemara chose Dafka zivchi shlomim? Rabbi Yitzchak in the Chuvas Ein Yitzchak, Chelik Aleph, Yeradeya Simintes, brings the Dasa Rambam, and he says that you can be Yashiv, the Shittas Rambam and the Rif. He says that the Rambam is Lushitosig, because the Shittas Rambam in Perik Beis, Hilchas Yisuri Mizbech, Halacha Yud, is that Trefa is only possible with Mizbech Midrabonan. It's not a Psulda Raisa. There's a Psulda Rabonan, because of Akridein Nolafech Asecha, you have to bring the best quality as a carbon. The Kesef Mishnah explains over there that even though the Gemara Darshan is min ha-bakr treifa, it's only an asmachta ba'alma. Since the sheet of the Rambam is that treifas by a carbon is only midrabona, there's no need to go out of your way to make sure that the animal is not a treifa. The carbon is anyway going to be b'dievet kosher. And therefore he says bishlama by shlomim, where the bailam wants to be nene from the basar and the ur. So the basar of shlomim is something that he can't eat if it's a treifa. Even though that there are carbonists like carbon chatas that involve achilas kehanim, but the kehanim's achilah is not ma'akiv in the kapara of the bailum. So it's not important for him to go out of his way to make sure that it doesn't become a treifa. However, the chasam soifer in Yerodea, Simon Lamates, he brings this slach's question and says, why does it have to be dafka shlomim? And he says very simply, based on the ktsois that we mentioned earlier, he brings the ktsois, and he says that since the whole idea of heksher is something that you need nichusa, and the nichusa is something that would be a problem if it's not the bailam, because ain't not the moiser davar therefore we have to be talking about kachim kalim, which is mum and bailam. And even though, as we explained before, the kachim kalim after the dalit avoidis are not necessarily mom and bailam, they become mishuchin gavoyah kazachi. But beforehand, at the time that we're discussing in our Gemara, the kachim kalim are still mom and bailam. And that's why heksher can take place, because it belongs to the bailam. That's only by shlom. Shlom is a kachim kalim. A kachim chatas or an oshim or kachim kadoshim, and it will be impossible for the bailam to be machshir the kachim l'kabal tumah. Finally, on Amidbeis, the Gemara comes back to the sugya of Rebchinines Kanakayim to put it in the loshen of their Ben Chananel over here. Acharei Kol Hadvarim Halalu Chazarnu LeMishnasenu. The Gemara has a series of of questions that deal with Machlokes Reb Lezer and Yeshua. The first question is Rav Revchizda Rami Pischa Pischa Umeshani. We find in our Mishnah that Reb Yeshua is matir to be soyrif truma that's tuluya together with Tameya on Erev Pesach. And that means that if it's Tuluya, if it's a Suffolk, you're allowed to burn it together with Chomets, that's Vadai Tameya, because it's going to get burnt anyway. And the question is that we find that Rabbi Yossi says that the sheet of Rabbi Yeshua is that you're not allowed to burn together Tuluya with Tameya. And the Gemara's Teretz is that there's a difference between Rabbi Shimon's Shita in the Shita of Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Yossi's understanding of the Shita of Rabbi Yeshua. According to Reb Shimon, you're allowed to burn 
Tuluya together with Tameya and Pesach because it's anyway going to get burnt. And according to Rabbi Yoisi, Rabbi Yeshua's shita is that you're not allowed to because Shema Yavi Eliyahu. The second stira that the Gemara asks is that whereas in our Mishnah we see that the shita of Rabbi Yeshua is that you're allowed to burn Tuluya together with Tameya, the Brisa of Chavi Shal Truma Basafik Tuma makes it sound like Rabbi Yeshua only allows you to expose the Truma to Tuma, but not to be Mitame Piyadaim. You're allowed to be Goyrim Tuma. We see he says, So all we see Rabbi Yeshua being Matir is Grama. Which means that a chavi shall truma when it's taluya, when it's noel basafik tuma, we give you the right to be goyrim tuma, but we never give you the right to be metame piyadayim. And we're hearing in our Mishnah that Rabbi Shua allows it to be metame piyadayim. And the Gemara has the same response. The Gemara says that there's a difference between Rabbi Shimon Alibid Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Yossi Alibid Rabbi Yeshua. According to Rabbi Shimon Alibid Rabbi Yeshua, again, you're allowed to be metame piyadayim. Just like we said before, that Reb Shimon Alibid Reb Yeshua says that when it's Tluya, you're allowed to be Metamiyet. Masha'enkin Reb Yoisi, according to Reb Yeshua, says that you're only allowed to be Goyrim Tuma to Truma that's Tluya. So it comes out that there are two aspects of the Machlaikis, Reb Shimon against Reb Yoisi in what the Shita of Reb Yeshua is. The Shita of Rabbi Shimon Alibid Rabbi Yeshua is consistent. He holds that you're, when you have Truma that's Tluya, you're allowed to be Metamiyet Viadayim. Because Truma that's Tluya is going to be burnt anyway. The Shita of Rabbi Yoisi Alibi Rabbi Yeshua is number one, you're not allowed to burn it together because Shema Yavi Eliyahu, but, but you are allowed to be Goyrim Tuma. So what is the Hezber and the Machloikes between Rabbi Shimon according to Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Yoisi according to Rabbi Yeshua? So I think that the Hezber could be very simple. We already talked in Dafyudalit Amadalif about the Shaila as to what the Isr to be Metame Truma is. We know that there's an Isr called Mishmeres Trumoisai, that a person has to preserve the tire of Truma, he has to guard the Truma to make sure that it doesn't become Tame. There is a Shaila, as we discussed then, which is mentioned by Rabbi Yechen Rishlakish, Daf Gimel, Zvachim. It's also brought up in the Yerushalmi, in Shabbos, Parakhtes Vav, Halacha Gimel, whether aside from the Isser Mishmeres Trumaisai, which is Halacha to guard and preserve the Truma in its Tara, there is also an Isser Bechal Kodesh Leisiga that goes on Truma. Bechal Kodesh Leisiga means that you're not allowed to touch it when you're Tameh, which means that there's an Isser to be Metameh Truma. So you have two Isurim. One is to preserve the Tyra of Truma, and the other is, amidst the Zlaysa say, Bechal Kodesh Siga, you're not allowed to be Metameh Truma Biyadayim. Now we explained back then as well, that many Achroinim, such as Rabbi Yosef Engel, in the Lekech Toiv, Klal Yud Gemel, Ois Hei, and Rabbi Chonin, over here in Psachim, maintain that the Isser, to be Shomer Truma, Mishmeres Truma, I say, the mitzvahs Asay, to guard Truma, and make sure that it remains Betarasa, is only a chiyuv to preserve it so that it be roi la But it's not an objective iser to make sure that it doesn't become tameh. Masha'enkin, the iser b'chol kodesh le'siga is an iser 
to be metame the truma. If there is an iser b'chol kodesh lesigan truma, we explain then that many achreinim understand bedas Rabbi Yochanan and Rishlokish in the maskana of the sugya and zvachim lamed gimel that that's only an iser legabi kodesh. But if you hold like the Rishalmi says in Shabbos that there is an iser b'chol kodesh lesigan on truma, then that iser is an iser to be metamiyet even if it's not roy lachila because it's an iser to be metamiyet truma. The gavra is not allowed to be metamiyet the truma. So then the machloik is between Reb Shimon, Alibid Reb Yeshua, and Reb Yosef, Alibid Reb Yeshua, and Reb Chanan, in our sugi is Miramis to this idea. Could be that according to Reb Shimon, Alibid Reb Yeshua, the only Isser to be Metame Truma is the Isser of Mishmeres Trumoisei. Since it's the Isser of Mishmeres Trumoisei, as soon as it's Tluya, so we know that it's not consumable anyway, there is no iser whatsoever to be metamid. Because even the iser to be metamid yadayim only stems from the din of Mishmeris Trumoisai. Masha'en Kain, Rabbi Yossi holds that there is a special iser of B'chol Kodesh Loisiga. B'chol Kodesh Loisiga tells me that even if I will not be able to consume it, I cannot be metamid yadayim. So we now we can understand that Sarashava between the two Machloiksin, Rab Shimon, Alibir Bishua and Rabyasa Libri Bishua. Because according to Rabyasa Libir Bishua, since the whole Isr to be Metame Truma stems from a new Isr of Khokarish Lysiga, and it's not only based on Mishmeris Trumoisai, you therefore have an Isr to be Metame Biadayim, like he says, you Shema Yavi Eliyahu, maybe Eliyahu is going to be Metaher the Truma. And therefore, even though it's Tluya, you're not allowed to be Metameyid. But that's only an Isr to be Metame Biadayim, because that would be a violation of the Isr Bechol Kodesh Siga. Mashenken, if you're Goyrim Tuma, you're not being over the Isr Bechol Kodesh Siga. You would be over the Isr of Mishmeres Trumoisai. Mishmeres Trumoisai, he agrees, you don't have Kolzman that it's Tluya. At the end of the Gemara, we hear about a machloikas between Beishamay and Beishilol. What happens if you have a chavi shal yain shal truma shenitmeis? Beishamay hold that you have to spill the whole thing out. Beishilol say teyose ziluf. You should be mezalefit. Mezaluf means to make a reach toiv, to make a good smell. They used to sprinkle it uh, throughout the house. The reason why Beishamay don't allow you to do ziluf is because they're choshish letakala. If you allow the truma to wait before you dispose of it and you do things like ziluf, maybe somebody's going to end up drinking it. And it's truma tmeyed. There's an iser to, to drink it. Therefore, they don't allow you to do ziluf. They're choshish letakala. The Pashtus, when you read Beis Hillel, you understand that they're saying that they're not choshish letakala and it's mutter to be mezalev. And the Lashen of the Ran is very much mashed that way, that it's mutter beziluf. However, Rav Shach in Naviezri, Perik Beis Hilchus Trumas, Halacha Yud Dalit, says very clearly that there is a mitzvah, according to Beis Hillel, to do ziluf. You're not allowed to be ma'ab de bechinom. You're mechui to do ziluf. And that is based on a yesoid, that he's miyasid over there, that just like there's a mitzvah for a koyin to eat trumat tahira, there's also a mitzvah for him to be nene from trumat meya if he can. We know that the Torah gave two trumas to a koyin, trumat tahoira and trumat meya. Zal darshan this from the pasuk mishmeres trumoisai, which is written beloshan rabim, that there is b'sheish trumas akas medaber, achas trumat tahoira v'achas trumat meya. Trumat tahoira was given to the koyin for the purposes of achila, and trumat meya is also given to him. Now, generally speaking, trumat meya is something that a koyin could be nana from when you're burning it, because he could use it as firewood. He could be nana from the fire when you burn it. The gemara in perek ba'mevadlikim daf chafeim adalif in shas.
Shabbos, uh, brings this drosh, the Gemara, in a number of places, that the coin is allowed to be nene, to be masika tachas tafshiloi, to be nene from the fire. Now the assumption of Rav Shach is that, huadin, any truma tmeya, that it's possible to be nene, you have a mitzvah to be nene from it. It's not only a heter to be nene from it while it's being burnt or disposed of, you're also, if you have a way to be nene from it, you have a mitzvah to do so. However, we can ask a kasha on this shita from a Rambam. The Rambam in Hilchus Trumas, Perk Yud Beis, Alocha Yud Beis, Paskins, that even Yayin, Shel Truma, that was Nitmis, you have to bury it. You're not supposed to do Ziluf. And the Kesef Mishnah over there says that even though our Gemara says that you're supposed to do Ziluf, Paskins like Beis Hillel, Teyasa Ziluf, he says, Kosovari, Kurkizal, the Lekaimalan Hachi, we don't Paskin like this shita. Although it's the Shita of Basilo, because we say many times in other places in the Shas that Chazal we see were Goizer Mishum Takola. So since the Gemara explains that the reason for Basilo is because they're not Chayish Takola, and we find in many places, he brings the Gemara in Shabbos by the Yud Chazdover in Perikol Shah, that Chazal were Chayish Takola. We therefore don't Paskin like Basilo. Now, all the cases that the Kesef Mishnah brings that he shows that Chazal were Choshesh Takala are cases where Chazal said that because of Takala we should be Machmir. Make sure that people should not be Nichshal in Takala and have things lying around that they could be possibly Nichshal in Yisurim from. However, according to Rav Shach, we're saying a much more drastic statement because... If you hold like Rav Shach's understanding in Beis Hillel, then not only is it a heter to do ziluf, it's a mitzvah to do ziluf. That is the Kayin's mitzvah. In which case, when, according to Rav Shach, when Beis Shammai Paskin, that you're supposed to spill it out, what we're saying is, because of Takala, not only are we choshesh of Takala, but we're mevatel a mitzvah. We're oiker the mitzvah that ordinarily we say a kain is supposed to be nana from the truma that he has, even when it's truma tmeya. That's his mitzvah, to be nana from it. And we're oiker that mitzvah, and we say, instead of, of doing your mitzvah, spill it out so that people shouldn't be nichshel in it. Which would mean that, yesh koyach biyar chachamim, lakar dover menat that Chazal decided to be oiker a mitzvah in order that people shouldn't come now, that's not something that you see from the sugyas that Yud Chazdover, where you see Chazal are constantly being geyser things, Mishum Takola. You don't find Chazal being oiker mitzvahs, Mishum Takola. And the fact that they Shammai say that we oiker a mitzvah, we don't pass them like Shammai. So all he's saying is that we see that Chazal were willing to be choyshish Mishum Takola. If the machleik between Shammai and Beis is a mere machleik, is whether the Chazal took the step to be choyshish to Takola and make dinim based on that, then I understand the Ram. Because the Rambam says that you find in other places, Chazal took the step and were Chayshus Takola like Beishamay over here. So that means that although Beishila weren't Chayshus Takola, later Chazal decided to be Chayshus Takola. But to say that Chazal would now go and be oiker a mitzvah da'iraisa because the Chayshus Takola that you don't find in other places. That's only the Shita Beishamay over here. So from this it's mashma that there is no mitzvah for a Kayan to be nene from Truma Tmeya to do Ziluf. It's a heter. Beishamai said that although you have the heter, we want you to be Chayshish for Takola. Beishilo said you don't have to be Chayshish for Takola. Comes the Rikurkas and he says that since Chazal in other places, you see where later Chayshish Mishim Takola in other dinim, we therefore paskin even in our halacha that you're supposed to be Chayshish Mishim Takola. But not that it's a mitzvah to do Ziluf. Then the Rama would have no basis. As we come to the conclusion of the sugya of Rabchanin Eskana Kayanim, 
which is all focused on Nyane Tumma Vitaira, I think that it's worthwhile to quote from the Hakdama to the Sefer Avoidas Levi, written by Rabyankiv Yitzchak Rudman Zakhanulbracha, where he shares with us a very important idea. Rudman writes there about Chagai Hanavi, which we learned about in the Sugya and Daf Yud Zayin. Chagai Hanavi Shenvu Oisav Nibe Bitkufa Yirida Ruchnis Neira says Rudman. Chagai Hanavi's Nevuos were in a time that there was a terrible Yirida Ruchnis. Klai Yisrael was in a very very low place in terms of their connection with Ruchnis. He writes Beis Rabim Mehashavim. Many of the people who came back from Golis Bavel to Eretz Yisrael, they got tremendous hashpa from the Golis Bavel. Many of those people, Nasu Nashim Nachriyos. He quotes a pasuk in Ezra. Chilu Shabbos, the pasuk in Nechemya. There were people who were mechalei Shabbos and intermarried. Ubechol Zois, and nevertheless, Kishabachan Navi Hatkufa Hayuma Hazois Es Hakayhanim. When the Navi wanted to test the Kehanim during this terrible Tkufa, Shalom She'elois Be'inyone Tuma V'tayra, Rechoike Hametzias. He asked them questions about Tuma and Tyra and questions that were Rechoike Hametzias that were very removed from practicality. Hein Yisa Ish B'sar Kodesh B'knaf Bigdoi V'noga B'knofi Ela Lechem V'la Nezid V'chulei. Hayiktash. And brings the Gemara and Pesachim that we learned that the whole Shiloh was about Revi B'Kodesh or Chamisha B'Kodesh. Rishalmi, he says, Amrina and Dehorech Sevayan Chag of Yomer, Kain Ha'amazev, Vechula Yakavana Hoysak de Lazarzan, Hanashi Yamdu Ala Goiva Ruchani Bechol Chuke Atoira. Chagai was demanding of them that they maintain a very high level in terms of their understanding in the laws of Torah. He says it's a fascinating thing. They're doing the worst chatayim. He says, just because there are people who are willing to be suicidal and be over these chatoim, a person should not hold himself back from having the sheer enjoyment from the most beautiful dinam in Torah. Although we live in a time that there are many people who are far from Torah, those who do feel that the Torah is our life, should not lemnoya. They should not hold themselves back. They should not hold themselves back from beautifying the Torah, adorning the Torah with the most beautiful adornments. Yada Hanavi, the Navi Nuki Kahakayanim Ha'oiskim Bin Yoni Tumah V'Tayra, Mashpiim Heim Lahamit Mispar Noisei Taruvis Mechal Shabbos. The Navi knew the secret. He knew that if there are going to be people who are Oisik and Tumba Vitaira, that hashpa that they have from their Torah can minimize the amount of people that are intermarrying and the people that are being Mechal Shabbos. 
Somebody who sees the Kayan who's on the highest spiritual level that he could possibly be at, it's impossible that he won't be somehow influenced by him. Let us not make the mistake of thinking that spending seven daf learning Gemaras about Tum of which we feel may not be so relevant on a practical level, doesn't have the most profound hashpa on the world. Even though we live in a time that there are people that Rahman al-Litzlan are intermarried, there are people who have been Mechal Shabbos, and the Matzav of Klai Yisrael is one that needs Tikkun. And one may be inclined to think that it's better to be involved in things that may be right now more practically relevant. Rav Rudman tells us that that's not the case. This is the biggest chizuk that one can have for Klai Yisrael. You have been listening to the Shiurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the DAF worldwide. We need your help to continue our mission. To find out about dedication opportunities, visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.